Hi, you guys. This is Havila Kennington. Welcome to the Havila podcast. I'm really excited you're here. This is the final, really, moment, this final podcast of our series of The Good Hard Life. I started this out in August because... I was thinking about how much of life is just good and hard and it's usually at the same time. Like usually it's not just one or the other. And I think in my mind for a long time, I thought that I just needed my life to change so that I could get from hard to good. Like I could get from waiting to like achieving or accomplishing. And I think I was pretty disappointed by the time I started having the good stuff happen. I still felt like it was hard and it was still like not as I kind of anticipated. And so that's kind of why I started this series is maybe to normalize that part of your life and my life that we kind of think maybe we're missing something, but we're really not. It's just part of life. And I'm trying to set you up to know that even myself, I'm trying to figure this out too. And here's the things that are working for me and things that I have to constantly work on. I love how Craig Rochelle used to say, you know, there are some things in life that are problems to solve. And then there are some things in life that are tensions to manage. That's what I feel like life is about when you become a leader and you start kind of going after those big dreams and influencing people and, you know, writing that book you want to write or running that organization that you want to run or marrying the guy that you want to marry or having the kids or whatever it is. Um, It really isn't something you check a box. I wish somebody had told me that in leadership, like leadership isn't checking a box solved. I'm a great leader solved. I'm a great boss you know, solved, I'm a great mom or solved, I'm a good Christian or whatever it is. It's this tension that we manage between being, you know, we're fluid. We're not stone. We're not just like, this is what it is. And everything has to be adjusted. And so when it comes to the good hard, I'm I'm trying to give you guys core concepts to re, just kind of recalibrate your brain, recalibrate your choices and just figure out, okay, here's how I start today and here's how I kind of steward this weird good hard in life. So today I wanna talk to you um, about something that's really important, everything's important, but this is critical. And it's the idea that about our mindset, about why mindsets are important. And so I'm gonna give you some really key takeaways. So if you're a note taker and you're on your walk or you're in the car, you might wanna revisit this and I'll try and throw them in the the show notes. But today I I really wanna talk about the idea that um, the power of mindset and why that matters. So what is mindset? I always, you know, we say these big terms, but I want you to understand mindset is the lens through which you view the world. Your mindset, is the lens. It's, you know, your pair of glasses. Your mindset is basically your pair of glasses and this is how I see the world. And it's usually my attitude, which are the thoughts that I think. They're my beliefs, which is what I believe in. And they shape my thoughts and my choices and my reactions to life. And so when it comes to challenges and successes in our lives, our mindsets can play the most critical role. It is the leading, it's the leading role in our lives. It is not, listen, I wish we would get capture this and I wish I'd capture this sooner in my life. Your success is not dependent upon circumstances. It's not. It's not about you winning the lottery. It's not about you getting that person to be your spouse. It's not about the job promotion or the acknowledgement. It's not. None of those things can sustain your life because those things have a time, they have a time frame on them and they 
we often are humanized and they often are flawed. And so that really can't, our, our success can't be dependent upon what's in our life or who's in our life. It has to be dependent upon how we see life and how we, well, how we take on challenges. The challenges that you face, I guarantee I have challenges that if you saw them, you'd be like, oh, Havala, I'm so sorry. And I guarantee that if I saw your challenges, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you can have them back. I don't want those challenges. Because all of us have things that are way above our pay grade and we're trying to navigate these, these things. And so I want to talk about the pivotal role of mindset. Now, today I was at a meeting and it's I've had such an interesting day and I, I don't often like to process online or on a podcast uh, too much, but today's been a very interesting day for me and it's kind of been an interesting week and I've gone from really high highs to low lows. And, you know, I've had this book coming out. So I'm talking to these publishers and we're talking about the marketing plan and how we're going to get it out into the world and what shows we're going to be on and guests we're going to be. And it's, it's really exciting. And then we'll get to another, you know, one. And I'm have, I just started my author school this week. So we have over 120 students that I'm spending the next 16 weeks with to help them get their first draft done. And so that's like onboarding a hundred people into our world, getting ready, doing our meet and greet, starting all that process. And then after all that, I also had a meeting around a launch of my podcast, which you're listening to right now, but there's some really cool things coming up and we partnered with this really cool network. And so I'm learning that world. I have no idea about that world. And then I go into a meeting today about a, a budgetary meeting and I thought it was one number. And when I got in there, the number, I was not given the right numbers for the project that I had done. And I thought I had one in this one area. Like I had penny pinched and line by line and figured it out. And I thought I was walking away with this massive win. And I got in today to the meeting and they printed out all the budgets and they handed it to all of us. And I look at there, I look at my numbers and I realize that I am $70,000 short, $70,000 short from what I thought we had done. Not that any of that saw my my pocketbook, but it was for an organization. And I had learned that there was 70,000 that I didn't know that had been spent and used for the project. And I didn't know that. And I went from high highs to book coming out, podcast, author school to, oh my gosh, this, this is hard. Like, I don't like this. This is, this, I thought I was winning in this area and I'm losing in this area and I didn't even know it. And, um, so I just had these like gamut. Now I don't know what your gamut is. I also had that with my kids this week. One kid's like makes a soccer team. The other kid, you know, gets a demerit. It's, it's like a, you know, it's all around. It goes both ways. And so what I really want to talk about is the idea that, you know, your mindset is really important and it's the impact of your perception on life. And so it really does impact how we perceive challenges and successes. And so it's that filter. It allows us to go, this is devastating. I'm not going to get up from here or it's okay. We're, I'm going to be able to get through this. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure this out. And so I really want you to understand that people that have fixed mindsets, it could be even you, and I've had this in my own life, a fixed mindset, people tend to believe that our abilities or your abilities are stagnant and your intelligence is stagnant. 
I'm only as smart as this moment. I only have my abilities have maxed out at this moment. And so what we often say kind of in the world is when you have a fixed mindset, you have a scarcity mindset. It's I cannot get there from here. I don't know how to do it from here. I need someone else to fix this for me. And that is a stagnant mindset. Now, here's what's really important. You cannot live a successful life with a stagnant mindset. It's not possible. Uh, and what's really fascinating is they've done all kinds of research on this. It has nothing to do with your age, your demographic, your gender, your nationality, your IQ, um, your family lineage, none of that. Success is not based on any of those things. Although some of us get to start a little ahead in the race. Um, I know a lot of people that started way ahead of me and did not have not even started the race um, and just kind of, you know, for better terms, crapped out at the beginning. And it's because it's not about what everybody else gives you. It's really about your mindset. It's about the person that says, I am not going to be where I grew up or I'm not going to be my, my, my inadequacies. Like I think about myself with learning disabilities. You know, I'm not my dyslexia. I am not my reading and comprehension issues. I am not my ADD. I am not that. I have it, but that does not, that's not stagnant. That doesn't mean that I'm not able to apply to achieve or to go past those limitations. Those are just, those are some little facts that happen in my life, but really my mindset of growth is that does not define me and it definitely doesn't limit me. Does it make it hard for me? Yes. Am I ignorant of that? No, but my stagnant mindset would say, that's it. Havla's reached the peak of her existence. That's all she's going to do. She's never going to do another thing. I barely graduated from high school. So like, that's it. I did it. I just got to, you know, find the right guy, have a few babies, make a little bit of money, and that's good. Havla, with a fixed mindset, would never write 13 books. Havla, with a fixed mindset, would never have a six-figure, you know, contract with a leading publisher like that's impossible you guys have to understand I don't even spell decision right <laughs> it's, it's dangerous the whole thing is dangerous but because I'm not fixed I think there's got to be a way there's got to be a way to figure this out I just have to figure this out and um and it's really important you see when you have a fixed mindset challenges are only threats um and they're only failures and they're only demoralizing so when you have a challenge or you fail at something, it just reminds you that you're a loser, you're an idiot, you should have known better, you could have done better. And that is a stagnant mindset. That's not serving you and it's not serving where you wanna be. And so it's really important when you face something, like I'm gonna, I face things this week and I wish I was gonna tell you like, oh, it's so great, like everything just was perfect and I just loved it, everything worked out. No, in fact, some of the things I heard, I immediately felt threatened by. Like immediately I felt threatened by like, oh, you don't think I could figure that out or you don't, you know, why didn't you tell me that or threatened. There are certain things I heard this week that I felt like a failure. Like, oh, that's, that's terrible news. Like I wish that that hadn't happened. There were other things that I had happened that felt demoralizing as if my, my own motives were um, within question. And that's painful. Like that's painful, especially when you're trying to do it right and love other people well. And so it's really important that you understand that your challenges that you're facing, um, if they feel like threats and they feel like failures that are demoralizing, it's probably because you're stuck in a stagnant mindset. So let's talk about that for a minute. 
So on the other hand, how do you know if you have a growth mindset? Because that's really important. So your fixed mindset is, you know, I see threats and failures and I feel demoralized, but a growth mindset uh, believes that our abilities, your abilities, my abilities can be developed through two things. They can be developed through effort and through learning. So a growth mindset says, I'm not stagnant. I'm not a tree. Um, I'm not finished. I might be this old. I might be this place in my life, but I'm not done. I can, you know, I can grow. I can build something. I can start today. I, no one gets to tell me who I am. No one gets to demand that I stop growing. No, I am a fully powerful person. And if I want to grow, I'm going to grow. And that's what a growth mindset is. It, we, we look at like the challenges and we go, no, 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 I can, I can grow my abilities. I can grow my, uh, my efforts. I can learn new things. I can teach an old dog new tricks. Like I can do this. That's what a growth mindset does. And yeah, there's a lot of reasons why we think we shouldn't be in like the person, but that's what a growth mindset does. So a growth mindset allows us to see challenges as opportunities to learn and to grow and successes and of successes as a result of hard work and perseverance. So when you have a growth mindset, you don't look at successes and go, gosh, that was the luck of the draw. I'm so glad that worked out. Or gosh, I didn't try anything. That was just, wow. No, no. When you have a growth mindset, you know that every time you face some kind of success or some kind of ability, you go, oh, I know that came from a ton of effort, a desire to learn and grow. And it came from hard work and perseverance. And that's the thing that people can't take from you. And that's what a growth mindset does. So when I'm faced with hard things and I'm faced with hard things often, I'm sure you are as well. Even as a business owner or as a leader, I have to look at something and on paper, it doesn't add up. And I have to kind of, I have to disengage from the emotion that is being triggered in me that I'm failing or this isn't working or I can't do this anymore. I have to disengage from that and I have to go, wait, that is not going to serve me. I know where that lands me. That lands me in depression. That lands me in discouragement. That lands me in like medicating myself with a TV show. Like, no, I can actually change from here. I can actually grow from here. So that's really what success mindsets start to look like is that we understand that there's a culmination of effort and learning and resilience, and that's how we begin to grow. So what are the benefits of a growth mindset? Let's jump into that. So now that we're talking about growth mindset and we know that it's beneficial and it's especially important when we're facing challenges or we're facing um, the idea of celebrating our success is that a growth mindset empowers us to embrace challenges with a sense of curiosity. So this is what I would almost say this is what therapists are really good at. Like you'll give them your problem and you'll be like this is what's happening and they'll go well why do you feel that way or what where'd you learn that or you know, you know, why do you, why did, why do you, why does one plus one equals two in your life? And it's only when someone challenges you to ask you, why is that a big deal? Then you tend to go, oh, wow. I just thought everybody knew it that, or I just thought that's how everything works. And it begins to kind of unpack it. So I think what's really great when we're faced with challenges, and I have to tell myself this is, is to meet it with curiosity. Huh? Why do I feel, um, like I can't do that. Who told me I can't do that? Why do I feel like they they hate me? No, that's not true. They don't hate me. And if they do, why does that actually matter <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of life? Why does it, why did they get the the deciding vote? 
Um, so we begin to be curious. Why is this challenge so overwhelming for me? What's happening inside of me? And we get curious and we begin to learn about ourselves. We begin to learn about our mindset. We begin to learn about our belief systems. And this is where we begin to grow. So instead of being discouraged by obstacles, people with growth mindsets, they see them as chances to improve and to innovate. I would say I'm not the smartest person in the room by any means, but if, you fa if I face a challenge with you, the first thing I'm gonna do is we're gonna innovate. I'm gonna ask you, have you thought about that? Have you thought about that? Like if I'm trying to get a flight somewhere and I can't get a flight somewhere, I don't just check two different places, Expedia and Travelocity and then, well, couldn't find it, that's it, nope, no, no, no. That's, that's not how I'm facing life. I'm going to go to, you know, kayak. I'm going to go all the way over to United to, you know, I'm going to do 18 different websites because I know there's a way, there is a way to do it. I just have to be curious and I have to innovate and I have to think outside of the box. And let me say, thinking outside the box can be taught. So my husband and I always talk about this. I grew up in a kind of an innovative home where my parents would always kind of think outside the box and challenge us, and my husband didn't. My husband really uh, grew up in a home that kind of colored by numbers. And so when we first got together, I would say, hey, did you do this? And he would go, no, I looked into it, it's, it's not possible. Or I would say, well, you know, did you get the ticket? No, there wasn't any available. And then I would say, well, do you mind if I try something? And so he would kind of watch over my shoulder as I would just, you know, begin to check different websites and call different things and figure it out. And then he would always be shocked. And he'd go, hey, baby, I cannot believe that you figured that out. And I just said, I guess I just don't look at it as it's over yet. Like I might be just relentless. And he has grown to where he does not give up anymore. Like he's the guy that's going to figure it out no matter what. So I've watched him in almost 20 years of a relationship. I've watched him go from, you can't get there from here to being a leading voice in my life as a creative, innovative thinker. So that is really cool. It can be taught. It can be something that can be caught. And that's really important. So uh, when we succeed as a growth mindset, um, it just, it really shows us like, hey, there's a benefit to thinking outside the box. There's a benefit to a growth mindset. And so challenges become places of curiosity. All right. So let's talk about the third area. So we've kind of looked at, well, we've looked at three things, but the impact of mindset so we've kind of talked about that. And then we've also looked at the benefit of a growth mindset. And then we're gonna look at navigating hard situations. Because I can say all these things, but there is really, there's really a strategy to navigating hard situations. And so I wanna talk about navigating those hard things. So when it comes to a growth mindset, setbacks are reframed as temporary hurdles. So meaning, if you, if that obstacle becomes fatal, that's when I think it has the potential to take you out and take me out. So if I'm sitting there and someone says, well, we're $70,000, we didn't bring that in. If I go, well, that's it. That was my one chance. I, I didn't do it right. I didn't know, but I didn't do it right. That's it. The likelihood of me doing it again and winning is not very high because I'm accepting that that's it. There's no way around it. If I look at it as, okay, that's real, that's, that's dumb, I hate that, <laughs> like that's not fun, I don't like that, but that's just an, an obstacle we have to figure out, we have to solve, it begins to be this hurdle that I'm gonna figure out how to climb over rather than it being a roadblock. So I think leaders have to think this way. 
when we are faced with something, we have to think, and it's not being naive. It's about really seeing life as, is this a roadblock or is this a hurdle? And you'll find people in your life, they see life like that. It's either a hurdle or a roadblock. And the roadblock people are really great when you want someone to feel sorry for you or to complain with you. They're not great when you wanna change your life. You, when you wanna change your life and you wanna go forward and you wanna build the life that you feel like you're called to live, that's when you want people around you that see those those obstacles as hurdles. And they start saying, well, have you thought about this? Here's my counselor's number. Have you thought about reading this book? Have you listened to this podcast? All of a sudden, they're saying there's a way out. You just gotta figure it out and I'm here to help you. So that's really important. So we're more likely to bounce back from our failures uh, when we see them as stepping stones um, on a path um, rather than just a wall. And I have faced both. So this isn't like a Havilah knows how to do all this. I often see walls and the next morning after a good night's sleep, I look at it as a stepping stone. So it's not just instantaneous, but we really have to look and go, how can I overcome this? So cultivating a mindset, um, a healthy mindset can reduce that fear of like failure and increase your willingness to take more risks, to figure it out. You know, that's one thing I have learned is if I'm looking for courage to do something big in my life, I'm gonna be waiting a long time. Courage does not come upon us. Courage is something we find in the middle of the battle. Like courage doesn't go, okay, now I feel courageous. Now I'm gonna do it. No, you do it in the fear. And then all of a sudden you look back and what the residue of what you did looked courageous. But in the beginning, it felt like fear. It, it, what you experience fear, that is normal. Um, but the, the outcome is courage and that's what it looks like. Okay, let's talk about the fourth concept of cultivating a healthy growth mindset. And that is to cultivate a positive outlook. So how can we cultivate a positive outlook and embrace challenges as opportunities? How can we do that without being naive or sounding Pollyanna? Like how do we actually cultivate that outlook? Now some of you, you know, you're a positive person. That's how you grew up. You naturally have this positive side to you and I love that, like keep being you. Others of you, you're kind of on the pessimistic side. You see, you see life look with the cup half empty and that's just how you see life. But studies have shown that a positive outlook goes far beyond a negative outlook. And so we really wanna start seeing things like that in the perspective that God's given us. So a growth mindset, it's really important that when we start to cultivate a positive outlook and we start to embrace challenges, opportunities, we become aware of our current mindset. So how do we begin to change our, our outlook? The first thing we do is we, we evaluate and we begin to notice there are three things I want you to really see. And that is number one, we notice that um, that you have limited beliefs holding you back. You recognize those limited beliefs, you acknowledge them, and you just give them a place of, like in, a, in the visual part of your life. I see that, that mindset is limiting, and you know what, It's I, I can see it. I'm aware of it, I see it. And then we begin to kind of challenge those beliefs with the evidence from our past success and your ability to learn. So this is important. If you don't acknowledge how far you've come, you won't have that residue, that momentum for the next challenge. So some of us go like, well, I'm just trying to win at life. And I'm like, and you're like, but you know, I just don't feel very excited. I don't feel like I'm really doing a lot. I don't feel like I'm getting where I wanna get. I would say to you, well, did you, did you think there was this time in your life when you didn't think you were gonna make it? And most of you would say, yeah. Was there a time in your life where you thought it was the darkest night of the soul? Yeah. Did you make it through? Yeah. 
So I would start back to those dark nights of the soul and begin to see I made it. I overcame. That did not define me. I've walked through that. I'm I'm gonna I got up. You know, it didn't take me out. It didn't define me. Why is that important? Usually for me, when I'm facing an obstacle, I have to go back to remember the girl that could barely graduate high school, that I couldn't spell couldn't read out loud, remember that girl and look where she is today. And that is where I begin to build my confidence. Look what God can do through a surrendered soul. Look what he can do through a flawed person. He takes our weak stuff and he, he makes it strong. And so for me personally, that was really critical. Like, oh, so I go back, I go back in the journey of the, of the, you know, the before pictures and I begin to see what the after pictures look like. And I go, wow, look what God did. This is amazing. I can't believe that this has happened. And that begins to show me evidence that I have been successful and that I have an ability to learn to be successful, even if the world has called me a failure. And that's really important. The second is practice self-compassion. So, you know, there's no one harder on you than yourself. I guarantee it. I bet you are so hard on yourself. I bet even you listening to this, you're thinking, oh, I should do that better. And I could need be, I could fix that. And, you know, I wish I had learned this sooner. And I just don't think there's anybody harder on ourselves than us. And so one of the best things you can do for a growth mindset is to practice self-compassion, to say, you know what? I'm gonna be as kind to myself as I would to my friend. And especially when I'm facing setbacks, I'm not gonna tell myself to suck it up, come on, dig deep, figure it out. I'm gonna say, wow, that's really hard. I'm so sorry, that's painful. That's, that's, that information is kind of overwhelming. And allowing myself to experience that almost respects that part that allows me to not be defined by it. If I ignore it and I just go, it's fine, it's, it's okay, no big deal. I tend, to, it, it shows up in other places. That's the only way I can explain it, at least for me. I don't know about you, but for me, I can ignore if I'm sitting in a meeting and I hear $70,000 short, I'm like, oh, that's fine. No big deal. It's all good. I can do that, but it will show up by a migraine the next day. It'll show up with me feeling anxious and I don't know why. Um, it can show up with me being afraid to go to the next meeting to figure to, to look at a budget. And if I'm not self-aware, I won't know why I'm experiencing all these things. And so um, practicing self-compassion is when I get in my car after the meeting today and I go, wow, have, that's a bummer. Oh, I wish somebody had given you that information. You deserved that information and you didn't get it. And I know you feel ashamed that you should have asked or you should have sought it out, but you know what you didn't know. And were you doing the best you can? Yeah, you were. So it's okay. It's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be embarrassed. It's okay to wish that it was different, but it's not. And so once I allow that permission in my heart, like, okay, that's a bummer. I'm frustrated about that that person I wish they told me, whatever it is, and I accept those emotions as real, I kind of let it pass through me. Like, okay, I I'm frustrated, I'm discouraged, I'm a little ashamed, and I start to look at my limiting belief, which is you're supposed to be an expert in an area you've never been an expert. I start to unpack that expert and lie, that mindset of I should know. I start to unpack that idea of, you know, people are hiding things from me to make me, to sabotage me. I start to unpack those stupid limiting thoughts. And then all of a sudden up emerges that growth mindset that says, it's okay. We're going to figure it out. 
you're, there's, there's a lot, there's other resources. This isn't the end. It's not terrible. And I start to get away from that catastrophic thinking. And then my growth mindset begins to show up. And that happens uh, for certain reasons. I think that happens with the way that I talk to myself, which was what we talked about, how I speak to myself and if I'm kind and if I'm compassionate and if I give space for growth. But also lastly, it really comes down to who you surround yourself with. Like I have surrounded myself with intentionally compassionate people, people that don't expect me to be perfect. And if you do expect me to be perfect, I'm probably going to keep you out of my inner circle because I need people that allow me to be human in my inner circle. Does that make sense? Like if you, if I feel shame every time I tell you something that I did and, and it wasn't perfect, then I'm not going to share it with you. And then I'm going to betray myself because I'm afraid to tell you. So I would much rather keep that circle of friends, people that can accept me and hear me and allow me to feel shame or failure without saying, oh no, you're fine. You don't need, you're fine. You don't need that. Or you, you, that's not you. But to say, oh, that's hard. I'm so sorry. What do you need from me? That is huge. So what are the three things that happen when we begin to cultivate this positive outlook? Just to review, we notice our limiting beliefs. We actually acknowledge them and we see what that limiting belief is. And then we take the evidence of past success and our ability to learn. And we begin to put data around that limiting belief that erodes that argument that that's real. I am not a failure because this, this, and this. It is not over because this, this, and this. And we begin to build evidence around that limiting belief that it ends up deconstructing that limiting belief with truth. The second thing is we practice self-compassion, not self-pity. Those are two different things. I'm not saying we are like, oh, you just, you, you fall into a, a, a whole week of self-pity and that'll help. No, no, no. Self-pity says, I'm sorry, nothing can change. This is how it is. Self-compassion is, I'm sorry you feel that way and take your time to feel that. But also there's a way out. That's, that's compassion. That's, that's movement forward. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't define us by our failure. It doesn't define us by where we are. It just acknowledges that where we are is hard, but it also compassion is like a hand up that says, okay, I see you. I acknowledge it. I, I'm, I'm empathizing with you, but I'm also not going to leave you there. That's what self-compassion looks like. And then lastly, we're going to surround ourselves with individuals who embody growth mindset. And for me, sometimes it's been friends. Sometimes it's been family members. Sometimes it's people I have to pay. Honestly, counselors, people that I have to talk to that I can begin to have that person around me that's encouraging me to be kind, to allow myself to grow, to get it wrong sometimes, and to, to change that inner voice. Because my inner voice for a long time sounded like the people that raised me. And then my inner voice sounded a lot like the leaders that I watched and listened to. And then eventually it sounded like my counselor during postpartum depression and my and my um, recovery. And it's turned into my husband's voice. So that inner voice of compassion, kindness, empathy, being known is really important. And you have to grow that voice in you. It's different authors that I read, their words. I now hear in my head of that's that's the voice, the Holy Spirit's voice, very important. And then lastly, we have to embrace the process. So remember, mindset's not just like one and done. Like, woo, I got the best growth mindset. I'm amazing. Anybody that I see like that, and you guys know what I'm talking about. They are all over the internet. <laughs> they're on Instagram. They're on social. They're the preachers that got it going on. I'm so good. Everything's great. I'm like, is it? 
Like, is it like that concerns me when we are propping up and like we are pumping up. I'm like, no, let's, let's, let's have a good healthy balance between knowing that life is a process, that life we need to grow and that we're not just kind of smoke and mirroring positivity, but we're actually like, okay, I, I have good and bad happening at the same time. And I'm choosing to focus on the good. Those are the people I trust, not the people where everything is sunshine. Mm -mm, Nope. And so it's really about embracing that process of learning and growth rather than being solely fixated on the outcome. So that's really important too. Like if all I'm doing is trying to solve problems and I'm just so fixated on solving that problem, I will miss all the opportunities to grow my mindset, to grow confidence, to grow uh, a self-awareness because I'm just fast forwarding it. So I could easily go, okay, then I'm just going to fix that budget line. I'm going to win next time. And you know, God's got me. It's all going to be good. Or I could say, you know what? We are going to get there. We're going to solve this. But also every day I'm going to lean into learning what I need to know and how to grow so I don't end up here again. Or so I can be kinder to myself to have more self-awareness to begin to build to the woman that I want to be to the world, not just the woman that I think I should be. That's really important. So one of the things I recommend is you can keep a journal and you can track your progress and you can celebrate your small wins. It was interesting. We were on a a meeting with this network and um, one of the girls, this woman, I should say, she was, she's fantastic. And she's like, she's the boss lady. Like she's got it going on. And she was like, okay, we need to set goals for this project because we like to celebrate. It's always very important. And when she said it, I thought, oh, you know, I have like these goals in my own life, but I tend to not set goals for everything. Um, And so I think it's really good to track your progress. Like, oh, you know, when I had a hard moment, this used to take me out for a month, but it only takes me out for a week or, you know, it only took me out for a day or, you know, I only, I only cried for one hour. I know that sounds funny, but just that, that idea of like, I'm growing, you know, my growth mindset back in the day, I would have been angry for a week about this. I would have called four people. We would have talked about the dumb person that didn't tell me like what, what I needed to know. I would have been like, seriously, I would have said, I'm not doing this again. Don't ask me to do this again. I would have just completely looked at it as that's it. And now after many years of cultivating growth mindset, I know I didn't call one person and complain about it. I didn't quit internally or externally. I didn't try to punish them for it not working out. All of that is growth. That tells me I'm maturing and I'm growing and I'm not just the little girl scrapping for her pieces, but I'm the mature woman who's trying to find a win for everybody in the environment. That's That makes me feel um, like a safe person to everybody around me, which is important. So it's very important. You can absolutely journal those little progresses and see how you do. And so I just want to remind you as we wrap up this episode, you know, this whole month has been about the good, hard life, embracing the good, hard life. So if you're in that process of like, okay, just heard the last one, but there's more to this. Yes. We talked about, um, in this last like series, we talked about embracing the hard stuff, really cultivating the good stuff. There's a lot in this series. So go back, listen to this whole series. It's four different episodes. You can power it probably within a good workout, finish all of them. And um, one last thing I want you to know, there is something really exciting coming up in our world. I am not at liberty to tell you at this moment, but if you tune into the podcast in the next week, 
or the next two weeks, you're going to discover that we have some really exciting news that I think you're going to love. And I actually really hope you love it. And I hope that you get excited as much as we are, because we've been prepping this for about six months for you. So don't forget to tune in to the Havla podcast. And if you like the podcast live on YouTube, let me know. Like that's kind of wild. And I know those of you that are listening on our podcast app, um, you might be like YouTube. Well, I'm recording these live on YouTube for fun. And if you would like to watch what I look like when I'm actually doing this podcast, you can pop over there and see it for as long as they're up. No promises. I don't know how long this will be up, but that's it for now. I love you guys. Uh, if you like this podcast, give me two thumbs up or maybe five stars on a review. That would help me so much. If nothing else, have a fantastic day and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.